Welcome back to the Dynasty Rogue Podcast. Some NFL news. Russell Wilson signed a major, major deal, and he'll be with the Seahawks for the next five years. Demaryius Thomas, receiver, you thought he was done? No, he's going to the Patriots, so his stock is up. This is the last weekend for the draft, so control your team on fanspeak.com slash on the clock. It's an NFL mock draft simulator using the Dynasty Rook Big Board. Today, we have a very special guest, fellow engineer, my guy from Colorado School of Mines, receiver Brody Oliver. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, so my end, after high school, I visited four colleges. One of them was Colorado School of Mines. So I'm familiar with the school. By the way, is the stadium still made out of wood? <laughs> no, they actually just upgraded it. Um, my freshman year, um, they tore it down. And then um, I got to play when it, in the grand opening, I think, in 2015. So, I mean, it's all brand new. It's a great stadium. Nice, nice. Um, so for, for our listeners that may not be familiar with the school, can you explain just how tough and demanding the coursework is at Colorado School of Mines? Yeah, uh, definitely. So, um, all, all the, every student when you come in, we all do the same course load. So everyone's taking calculus one through calculus three. Um, you're taking differential equations. You're going to take two chemistry courses. You're going to take, uh, your physics courses. So everyone's going through the same, um, edu- or the same, same course load there at the beginning. And honestly, it's to weed you out. I mean, we don't have any, you know, typical gen ed courses, it's all math science based and it's very difficult. So, I mean, my first, um, my first two years there, I was always in, you know, 14 to 17 hours and, um, you almost have to, to stay on, uh, stay on track. And then after that, you get into your major specific classes. Um, so it's more engineering based, but I mean, it's, it's incredibly difficult. It's like, you take a ton of hours and, um, I mean, becoming an engineer is not an easy thing. And especially when you throw the athletics on top of it, you know, it's not for everybody. And that's why, I mean, when I was a freshman, we had 43 freshman football players in my class. And I think we graduated with like 12. So, I mean, it's not for everybody. Yeah. That. I remember, I remember when I visited, they were trying to weed people out at the orientation too. They were like, the coursework is a lot. You have to, you're going to be 100% committed, all this stuff. And people were already walking out of there. Oh yeah, it's tough. They, <laughs> it's, uh, they make sure they, they know it's not for everybody. It's, uh, you know, it's a difficult place to go to school for sure. Yeah. What was your, what was your favorite engineering project in college? Um, my favorite, uh, project I think came in my, my senior year, I took a, a class called, uh, it's called bladesmithing. And throughout the whole year, um, we ended up forging knives. Um, so by the end of the year, I ended up making a knife with like a, it had an antler handle and it was just made out of basic tool steel, but it was really cool going through the whole bladesmithing process. Just starting with like a piece of metal and then you know, kind of forming your knife and then going through the heat treatments and, uh, you know, and then sharpening and all this different stuff and then doing the handle making. But it was just a really cool class and a really cool project that I went through. That sounds awesome. So that, that basically goes directly with your metallurgical engineering degree, huh? Yeah, exactly. So during that whole course, we got to learn a ton about steel and, and what heat treatment does and, and all this different stuff and how to, you know, how 
you know, depending on what kind of steel you have, how much carbon's in it, and all these different factors go into, you know, what kind of properties you can expect from your steel. And it was just really, I mean, one of the best courses I took because I learned a ton about, you know, steel itself, but then I also got to use my hands and, you know, kind of put my, my own skills to the test and, and make a knife. Yeah. So you like applying that stuff because you also have a, a material science, which I, I had a material science minor, so I know exactly what you went through. Is you're, you're looking at atomic structure. You're looking at diffusion. I mean, you're looking at things at the smallest level, and you can use that, you know, in the real world. So you're used to applying that to the field, huh? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, I mean, we're looking at all these different things. I mean, like you said, on the on the atomic level, then based on you know what, how everything's interacting at the atomic level, you'll get certain properties, and then you know, understanding that interaction, and then being able to apply it to you know, different, um, you know, mass scale projects is, is invaluable. And that's why, you know, I love the, the, uh, the major so much. Congratulations, man. Graduating. You're going to be a successful engineer no matter what. So congrats on that. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. I hope I don't have to use that degree for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Definitely after the football career. So mm-hmm. let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the physical side. Cause we know you got the mental side of the game on lock. Let's talk about the physical side of Brody Oliver on the field. There's not much tape on you besides your highlight film where you are just absolutely destroying people, mossing DBs left and right. It's extremely fun to watch. Um, but can you describe your style of play for those who maybe haven't watched your game tape? Yeah, so um, I'm a big uh, physical receiver. I think I weigh, I, at my pro now is 6'3 even and um, like 210 pounds, 211 pounds, but... Um, you know, I, on the tape, you'll see, like, I'm, I'm always making catches with, in traffic with guys draped over me. Um, I caught a lot of fade balls. Um, you know, when we get in the red zone, you know, I was a, one of the primary guys we'd go to. You know, I mean, if it's, you know, first and, first and goal on the three, you know, you might be throwing a fade to me. And, you know, that, that was just my game is I'm always, always kept making tough catches and stuff like that. Um, you know, we're in the middle of the field. Um, on third downs and stuff, um, you know, I, I would run tough routes, you know, a lot of curls, option routes, um, different posts, I mean, different ways, you know, to try and give you the ball. Um, uh, and, and they were crafty with me. They moved me around. You know, I played in the slot primarily, but they also, I mean, depending on what kind of matchups we got, I got to move inside, outside, and, and play all over the field. So I think that, that was a benefit of my, of my game. But, yeah, I mean, I'm just a big physical receiver, um, and when the ball's in the air, I'm going to come down with it. Yeah, yeah. Our 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 number one trait for receivers is got to be a hand catcher, and that is exactly what I see when I watch your tape. Yeah, that's. I mean, I like to pride myself on my hands. I think any receiver should. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's go to a, maybe an NFL comparison. I do not like the Cooper Cup comparison. You're bigger and faster. It's a lazy comparison for obvious reasons. <laughs> when you watch film of NFL receivers, when you try to improve your game, who is on the screen? Who do you actually model your game after? Um, well, I honestly like to watch a lot of film of players that do things that I may not necessarily excel at. Um, so, like, one of the guys uh, is Adam Thielen. I think he runs the best routes, arguably, in the league. And... Um, so I'm always watching his tape, watching little things that he does, because obviously he's not the most athletic, he's not the biggest guy, but he's always got a ton of separation. Um, so that's something I'm always working on. Not to say that I'm not 
bad at running routes necessarily, but I think that's something I'm always improving on is running routes. So that, that's a guy I, I watch a ton of tape on. Um, another guy that I started watching tape on um, just recently was uh, Calvin Ridley, um, little receiver from Alabama. I mean, obviously he's fast and um, he's a great receiver, but he's another guy who does just crafty, crafty things with his routes and the way he runs routes, I think is just very impressive. So that's another guy I'm watching a lot of tape on. Nice. Let's get into some of your stats. Cause my job dropped when I saw what you did to these poor DBs. In 2016, <laughs> you had 85 catches for 1,627 yards and 26 touchdowns. That is insane. <laughs> you just leaving in the end zone or what? Yeah. I mean, that year we had a quarterback that threw 53 touchdowns and uh you know I was, I was one of his favorite guys to throw to um whenever we were in tight spots you know he'd he, he loved just throwing me up the ball or you know when he was flushed out of the pocket or things were kind of um coming jammed down on him he you know sometimes he just floated up to me and you know let me go make a play and um i mean that was huge um i averaged i think you know two touchdowns a game that year and i mean i don't know i just when we get in the red zone I knew that, you know, every single play, it doesn't matter what's called, the ball could come to me. And that was something I loved and uh, something I thrived on. That's awesome. So, so in 2015, you registered, right? Yeah, in 2015, uh, actually in 2014, I registered. And in 2015, um, I only played special teams. There's a guy who was actually an All-American my true freshman year that played my same position. Um, so I didn't exactly get a great opportunity to start over him. And then I just, you know, in 2015, I just did whatever I could to get on the field because we had a great core of older receivers that the coaching staff trusted. Um, and especially, I mean, we were going through a coaching staff change at that point, too. So just in the jumble of things, I just wanted to get on the field any way I could. So I ended up playing every special team. Okay. And then, and then uh, so it seems like 2017, maybe your quarterback left because you, you still had 1,000 yards, 12 touchdowns, which is, which is great for anyone else. But can you explain a little bit why your stats may have gone down that year? Yeah, so um, we lost our quarterback. He graduated. Um, and we had a younger guy that started for us um, for the first, I think, seven games. And then we had a different guy that started for us the last four games due to an injury. But it was just a, kind of a struggle of the season. Um, our offense wasn't clicking. It was hard for us to find a rhythm. We, we started running the ball a lot more. I mean, that year we had a running back that kind of had his own breakout season. He was an All-American that year. I mean, I don't know how, how many yards he rushed for, but he was like second or third in touchdowns and second or third in rushing yards that, that season. So, I mean, we were running the ball a lot more. And, I mean, I, I was still helping, helping the team as much as I could, but you know, we just struggled to move the ball as much. I mean, we weren't putting up, like in 2016, I think we were putting up 45-plus points a game or 50-plus points a game almost. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, we were put, pushing the ball. And then and um, I, I don't even know if we cleared 40 points a game in 2017. So um, we just didn't ha have as much. I mean, we had an offensive line that was still trying to find itself um, and a young quarterback that was still trying to find his stride. Okay, cool. And then, and then yeah, back, back on track in 2018, 73 catches, 1,339 yards, 21 touchdowns. That's 4,000 yards, 59 touchdowns in your career, man, 59. I feel so bad. Did you ever apologize to these poor DBs? <laughs> oh, no, I didn't. Um, you know, I, I, at some point, like, I mean, I just scored so much that, like, 
Like, if any teams were dumb enough to play me one-on-one in the red zone, you know, after a certain point in the game, it was just, I mean, it was too easy. Like, I scored four touchdowns in one quarter at the first game of 26, uh, 2017, but they just kept playing me man-on-man with no help. And, I mean, our quarterback just kept looking at me and they're like, well, they're going to do this again. <laughs> so, I mean, at some point, some team's got to learn. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I just, I mean, I always just tried to, you know, do everything I could, and um, I just knew whenever the ball was, was in the air coming to me, you know, I'm coming down with it. So that was always my philosophy, and that was, you know, something I always prided myself on throughout the years. Nice. I mean, all those stats, and I haven't seen you in there in any of these expert quote-unquote rankings. So, I mean, why do you think you're not as highly scouted as maybe some small school guys in previous years? I'm not too sure. Um, I just think it's it's really difficult, you know, coming from a Division Two in general. You know, I, I mean, I have I think I have great tape. Um, obviously, I have great numbers, but you know, it's always it always comes into question the the type of um, uh, competition that you're going against. Now, when with that said, I got invited to East West Shrine game, which really helped, you know, because I was playing against some you know NFL hopefuls from every division of football. So, um, I mean, I, that definitely helped. I'm, I, I mean, I, I guess I'm not 100% sure why I'm not as highly um, on some teams' radars, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I just need one team to say, hey, let's give this kid a shot, and I know I'm going to make the most of it. Oh, yeah. Like you were saying, uh, level of competition, so your stats should be inflated, but 59? I mean, that is insane. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, anytime someone scores, I, I feel like that many times is, you know, a, a, a pretty good football player. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm confident in my abilities and, um, you know, I, I just can't wait to get a shot and, uh, you know, prove that, you know, I, just, I, deserve, in the, or I deserve a chance in the NFL and that I'm going to make the most of it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad you, got, you were able to compete uh, against other draft, draft prospects in the East-West Shrine game um, and definitely got more exposure that way. How was that? How was that experience? Like, what did you learn? Um, maybe helped you be successful at the next level. Um, so, most importantly, I learned how to be professional. I mean, the whole week we're around NFL coaches. You know, they're helping you along, and um, you're in meeting rooms. You know, all week practicing all week, and then at the end of, at the end of the day, you're getting hounded by scouts. So, it, it was just a big, like almost like a culture shock, you know, going, you know, you're a high school or a college athlete and then you go and all of a sudden you feel like they're a professional, you know, there's all kinds of attention coming around, um, everything's serious, you know, you're there almost as a, for a job interview. Um, so that was the biggest thing is I, I learned how to be a professional. I learned from some, some great coaches. So it, it was just, I mean, it was a great week. I think one of the biggest takeaways as well that I pulled down from was, I, mean, I wasn't overly impressed with any of the competition. Like, don't get me wrong, there's some great football players there, and I think there's some guys that are going to get drafted, and there's definitely some guys who are going to make teams and have great NFL careers there. But I wasn't overly impressed with anybody, and I felt like that I, I belong there just as much as anybody else. And uh, I, that was a big confidence boost for me, you know, coming from Division Two. You always have some, you know, questions in your mind if, you know, how much how much different is it in Division One? How much different is it in some of these Power Five conferences? But you know, when I when I shot my helmet on and went out there to practice every day or play in the game, it just felt like we were playing football. And these were, you know, 20 to 23-year-old dudes just like me. And, you know, 
it, it wasn't anything crazy. So I, I was just happy for the whole experience. Man, you're ready to go. You're ready to go, man. All right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are your final steps uh, that, that you're going through right now to prepare for the draft? Um, so uh, I've I just been training. Um, you know, you're, after the uh, East-West game, went to the – trained for like eight or nine weeks for the pro day. Um, and then after the pro day, I was in uh, Minneapolis and then Wisconsin getting some training in with some other uh, – some guys out there that my agent, you know, likes and respects that do a great job and I learned a ton. You know, both from the strength and conditioning side, but more importantly from the uh, technique and footwork side of playing receiver in the NFL. Because um, I don't care who you are, it's a big jump, you know, playing receiver um, in college versus in the NFL. Um, I just had my or the uh, Broncos local pro day that I got to participate in, which was great um, here in Denver, working with all their coaching staff, especially since they have a brand new uh, coaching staff all together. Um, so I was real fortunate to be a part of that. And then outside of that, I'm just, you know, keep training, keep grinding, and wait for my opportunity when it comes. Hey, what are your uh, what are your expectations going into the NFL draft? Um, I mean, I, I honestly, I have no idea. Um, obviously, I won't be a high-round draft pick. If I do get drafted, it'll be late round, sixth, seventh round. Um, but, I mean, if that doesn't come, I mean, I'm not going to be upset. I just want an opportunity. So, if, you know, if someone calls after the draft and gives me a chance to play somewhere, I'm going to take it and run with it. And um, So, that, I mean, that's where I'm at now. Or even if I get a rookie minicamp invite, um, that's all right. I just, you know, whatever opportunity presents itself, you know, I'm going to take advantage of it. Yeah, I mean, you're going to make it, dude. You've been, you've been grinding so hard since now. And 6'3", running a four four five forty. That is zooming. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm hoping for the best. Yeah, so uh, so Colorado School of Mines does not have their own pro day. So you had to go to Colorado State pro day? No, I went to uh, the University of Northern Colorado. That's up in uh, Greeley. Okay, okay. And that's where we got our numbers from. Did you uh, – do you want to give us some numbers from the, uh, the Broncos pro day? Um, so, actually, we didn't do any measurements, didn't do any testing like that. All we did was uh, throw routes with quarterbacks and then got to work with the – at least for me, I got to work with the receiver coach a little bit. So, there wasn't any formal testing. It was just more of like a, an opportunity to, to kind of display your skills of actually playing football and running routes in front of the coaching staff. Okay. So, you're playing real football, not track and field? Yeah, no. We weren't doing track and field drills, which uh, I – enjoy it a lot more because training for the pro day sucks for the normal stuff <laughs> hey uh so that's uh, the last questions i have brody oliver receiver six three two ten out of colorado school of mines hey brody in this game of football we play chess not checkers <laughs>